This is the story of a political pundit Who looked at the world around him and just said fuck it Gives the middle finger to authority Oh, uh, hey, it's Max. So listen, unfuckers, I'm taking a few days off the grid and heading to an undisclosed bunker to do some pretty, pretty important clandestine stuff for the government. Mm, no, you're taking a vacation. You already told them that last week. I did? Yes, and you emailed it to all of the subfuckers, so just stop. Ah, okay. Uh, well, let me start over. Just edit that part out so they don't think I'm a pretentious dickhead or something, okay? Oh, yeah, no, no problem. Consider it erased. Ah, oh, thanks, Manny. You're a real pal. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. Hey, unfuckers and subfuckers. I'm recording this right before I head on vacation to get some rest and chill out for a little bit. But just so you know, my version of relaxing is to surround myself with books on a beach, listen to podcasts, and drink. So the only thing that's really going to change is that there will be a beach. So we're running a special show today to highlight the lighter side of UNFTR. I mentioned it last week in the Occupy show that we would love to hear your thoughts on the mid-show sketches. So email us at unftrpod at gmail or hit us up on social and let us know. Also, we just restocked the warehouse with some fresh coffee from the reservation. So make sure to keep up with your orders and support the show and the folks at Native Coffee Traders this week. We've gotten a lot of great reviews about the quality coffee. I knew you wouldn't be disappointed. So thank you, everybody, for switching your coffee purchasing habits to the good folks at Puspatuck. Every order really does help out. And because of your support, we're forging a positive and creative funding mechanism that also does some good in the world. And I bet we won't be the first. Anyway, enjoy the lighter side of UNFTR episode. I'll be back at the end for show notes since I royally fucked those up last week, and I can't wait to talk to all of you on the flip side of my vacation. Now, without further ado, here to guide you through our sketch journey is the one, the only, Manny Faces. Take it away, Manny. Thanks, Max. I hope you have a great week. What's up, unfuckers and subfuckers? It's your man, Manny Faces. Here to bring you together here, if I just... Back up. Get these things. Uh, all right. Turn this off. Gotta shut this other stuff off. Okay. What if all the unfuckers are gone when I get back? What if 99 does a hostile takeover of the show? What if Trump does a hostile takeover of the country? Stop it, Max. You have to shut it down. You have to stop the nightmares of Milton Friedman smothering you in your sleep. Just get some rest. Okay, so that little bit right there, stuff like that, that's the kind of shit that got us thinking a few episodes into this show. Now, when Max first introduced the concept of the podcast to me, I understood exactly where he was going with it and why. He had a really solid concept and had already fleshed out a number of episodes. We had experience working together, so we were on the same page and things came together pretty quickly. Now, along the way, I know he was getting kind of weighed down by some of the topics and he was worried that listeners would burn out before they got to some of the bigger episodes. One thing you've probably noticed is that he treats the show like it's a curriculum. He talks about building blocks and scaffolding ideas like an educator would because he's always thinking about natural entry points into a subject. So we started fucking around with some, I call them comedy concepts for lack of a better term, to cleanse the palate during the shows. I hesitate to call it comedy, by the way, because we both know a lot of great comedians and improv artists, so we want to be clear that we're not that. Uh, but he has an ear for bad, over-the-top impressions, and I've produced some real comedians before, so we gave it a shot. Now, what you'll hear today is the evolution of the inter-episode sketches that we've done. And we only started doing them a couple of months into the show, and as you'll hear, they kind of evolved quickly. 
The best part for us is the recurring characters that honestly make us laugh every fucking time. And I just love putting these things together and being as creative as possible with the sounds and effects. So let's check out a bunch of these together and I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain along the way. This is where it all started. This first one is not really a skit per se, but it's the first time we started to take some liberties with the format because Max feared that we were veering into territory that might be less intriguing than making fun of Ayn Rand or scolding Rebecca Mercer. This is the longest one because it's actually part of the episode, but it definitely got us thinking in terms of how to best break up the heavy stuff. Okay, unfuckers, who's ready to play Tax Me, Fuck Me, Kill Me? Our contestants today are Corporate America and Public Infrastructure. Corporate America, tell us a bit about yourself. Hey, you can call me CA. I like cocaine, offshore tax havens, cheap labor, and Tesla. Elon rocks! That's awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. You're great. Public Infrastructure, tell us about yourself. Thank you for having me. I have an advanced degree in engineering. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No one gives a shit. Let's jump into the categories. First off is education. Education is a fucker of a peccadillo for sure. The United States has been lagging in education rankings for decades, which makes it an easy target for proponents of privatization. Thus, the rise in charter schools in the United States. But here's the problem. More than 80% of public school funding comes from local property taxes, which means there's a vast discrepancy between wealthy districts and poor districts. So the system itself is built on a pretty flawed concept. Charter schools operate on the concept of choice, meaning you can apply to a publicly funded school outside of your district. Pretty compelling argument if you live in a poorly funded area, especially when you look at the effects of redlining in urban and suburban areas. But the publicly funded nature of charter schools, which differs from state to state, means that the funds are being drawn from the same pool of taxes. And with so many states implementing property tax cap measures, the funding squeeze is real. Much to the dismay of charter school advocates, now that we have several years of data, the outcomes are only marginally better across the board, and in some cases, not at all. This is so indicative of how we approach problems in America. Schools are fucked up, so create new ones. Instead of looking at the root cause of the issue, we just jump to the end of the discussion. So if we increased federal funding to support lower-income districts and help them close the gaps created by property tax disparity from district to district, we could level the playing field. But then a whole new cottage industry of charter schools with private boards and little transparency wouldn't exist. Corporate America, one. Public infrastructure, zero. Yeah, I'm fucking winning. Suck it. Our next category is energy. So you get the picture. And we were testing the waters here, and we liked how it broke things up a bit. And this was the first of the real inter-episode sketches. Settle in, everyone. We have a new member today. I'd like to welcome Kevin McCarthy, GOP House Minority Leader, to this unfucking intervention. Kevin, is there something you'd like to say to the group? <clears throat> oh, sorry. Um, hi, I'm Kevin, and I need to be unfucked. Hey, well, I guess I'm here because to start, um, I convinced my caucus to unanimously. He said cock. <laughs> Everyone, please. Kevin, continue. Well, <clears throat> in addition to convincing my colleagues to unanimously vote against the American Rescue Plan, I've also been fear mongering about the Second Amendment and immigrants crossing the border 
And I, I read Green Eggs and Ham at a press conference because I know these distractions will piss off the base of the Republican Party and hopefully provoke them into taking direct and destructive action like they did on January 6th. Thank you. Well, Kevin, that was a lot. But you're in a safe place. One day at a time. Asshole. We followed this one up with another intervention and the introduction of Matt Gates as Butthead, which has obviously become a theme for us and it makes us laugh every fucking time. If you all have your coffee, I'd like you to settle in. Thank you all for attending this very special unfucking intervention. Today we have Congressman Matt Gates with us. Um, sir, who is that with you today? Uh, who? Uh, him? <laughs> That's Nestor. <laughs> I am Gloriolio. I'm not sure it's appropriate for a child to attend an unfucking intervention. He said fucking. <laughs> Dude, wait outside. Okay, please, sir, you have the microphone. Uh, I'm Matt Gates. He said gay. <laughs> Shut up, ass munch. I said Gates. Same thing. <laughs> I'll beat your ass. Gentlemen, please. Mr. Gates, continue. <clears throat> uh, I'm Matt. <laughs> and I need to be unfucked. I'm I'm Matt. Matt. Uh, after accusing Democrats of being weak on immigration, I was called a racist. So I bought a, uh, <laughs> adopted but not really, uh, a Spanish kid to show I wasn't a racist. <laughs> He's so smooth. Uh, <laughs> I defended the rioters at the Capitol, uh, pretended to be in business with my dad so I could run for Congress. And uh, I recently got caught paying an underage girl to travel with me. <laughs> She's hot. She lives in the basement with me now. <laughs> Dude, shut up. Oh, and when I was calling out Hunter Biden... Present! Oh, hey, Hunter. Mr. Biden, you'll have to wait your turn. Uh, well, when I was calling out Hunter Biden, I was showing naked pictures to other people in Congress. <laughs> Black and white and brown and Asian and short and tall and gay and straight. Mr. Cuomo, please, you'll have your turn as well. Well... Mr. Gates, you've given Mr. Biden and Mr. Cuomo and all of us a lot to chew on. Uh, <laughs> chew on this. Now, this next one is where we really went for it. And it's inside the first episode that probably most closely resembles who and what we are today. It's certainly the one that's most important for Max. In fact, if this was the only episode he ever put out, he'd be fine with that. If you want to know anything about my man, it's all in this episode. This is really who he is. Now, as far as the show, I'm sure the format will continue to evolve, but this is the one that was featured in the New York Times and kind of put us on the map. I remember we actually talked about laying off of the sketch in the episode because he wanted the subject matter to stand on its own. Uh, but ultimately, we decided to go with it because we felt like it was a heavy show and it could use a palate cleanser, so to speak. Actually, I think this is where we started referring to these as palate cleansers, <laughs> sort of an intermezzo to break up a heavy meal. Anyway, here's the NRA sketch. The audio you're about to hear was exclusively obtained by the 70-person undercover investigative team at Unfucking the Republic's World Headquarters. The audio was taken from the NRA's undisclosed location and has been verified as 100% authentic. No, that's not true. This is satire. Disclaimer, it's not really real. Oh, why do you have to do that? We're rolling. Yeah. <laughs> 
Miss Meadows. I have Mr. LaPierre on line one. Put him through. Wayne, darling, how are you? I'm a little bored, frankly. This quarantine is really getting to me. Pull! Don't I know it? How I long for the days of mass gatherings. Pull! As we've always said, can't have a mass shooting without, without a, a mass, mass gathering. gathering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wayne, you always have a way of... I know that sound. You better go. Gracious me, could it be? We have a cold white. I repeat, a cold white in Atlanta. Okay, folks, it's showtime. You know what to do. Act like you've been here before. Where's my frontline contrition team? Oh, there you are. Get over to CNN and MSNBC stat. Where are my mental health specialists, damn it? You, over to Fox. You, to Newsmax. And get the Heritage Foundation people on that Jews show. What's his name? Oh, Ben Shapiro. Attention, we have a cold brown. I repeat, a cold brown in Colorado. This is not a drill. Sweet Jesus, my first cold brown. Time to dust off our terrorist playbook. Sheila, get me the White House. Wait, what's the difference between a code white and a code brown? Isn't it obvious? Come on, we have to move quickly, but I don't understand. Damn it, we don't have much time. Listen, a code white is when a white male kills a bunch of color folk with an assault weapon, usually purchased right before they attack. So we push out our mental health messaging, then release a white paper about how pharmaceuticals are damaging the minds of our fragile young white male minorities. Wait, what? Pay attention. A code brown is much better for us, but rare. It's when someone with a brown-sounding name, the more Muslim-y the better, commits a mass shooting. Honestly, I've been here for years, and this is my first one. It's super exciting. It's kind of like Christmas. Look alive, people. We've got ourselves a DOJ investigation on the code brown. With any luck, we'll have ourselves a war in no time. Now, by this time, we were kind of addicted, having way too much fun doing these and hearing butthead in our dreams, so we decided to keep going with it. In this one, we met Lindsey Graham, which was a little over the top, uh, a slurping Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz as Gollum, and of course, more Matt Gates. Unplucking the Republic once again gained exclusive insider access, this time to a secret meeting conducted by Senator Mitch McConnell, held deep below the Senate chambers in an undisclosed location. The identity of the undercover unfucker is classified to protect all parties involved. Remember, satire, not real. Please don't sue us. This explosive audio has never been heard before. Yeah, yeah because we just made it up, and you're doing all the voices. Stop it! Uh, fine, here we go. Let's bring this meeting to order. We have invited guests here today, so let's begin by introducing them. Mr. William Shaw. Senor William Shaw. Representing the General Food Company. Representando the General Food Company. Messrs. Congol and Dan. Senores Congol and Dan. Of United Telephone and Telegraph Company. De la United Telephone and Telegraph Company. Mr. Petty. Senor Petty. Regional Vice President of the Pan American Mining Corporation. Regional de la Pan American Mining Corporation. Mr. Robert Allen of South American Sugar. Senor Robert Allen de la South American Sugar. And Mr. Michael Corleone of Nevada and Senor Michael Corleone de Nevada representing our associates in tourism and leisure activities. As you know, we have a serious problem with corporate America. For decades, we have enjoyed the cooperation and support of... Uh, where are all the checks? Ted said there'd be checks. Yeah, underage checks. 
Gentlemen, this is for senators only. Your meeting is across the hall. Shut up, ass munch. Ted Cruz said to meet him here. <laughs> yes, these friends with us. Yes, yes. He gave us his password to RedTube. Shut up, Nestor. He's watching my dog while we was in Cancun. Stupid turtle brushes. Well, it's not appropriate. You should be at the Anglo-Saxon meeting down the hall. Anglo-Sexting. <laughs> Sweet. Now, as I was saying, we have enjoyed- I bought new shoes for the meeting. Aren't they pretty? Lindsay, please. You know what? We'll just start with our treasury report from Senator Rubio. <sighs> Mr. McConnell, before we begin, I'd like now, to- Now, Susan, you know the rules. No women actually speak in these chambers. You're just here for show. But it's about Lindsay's shoes. Aren't they fabulous? Nevertheless, she persisted. Can we please table the issue of Senator Graham's shoes? Senator Rubio, proceed. Dude, those chicks fucking shot at us. It's Marjorie and Lauren's right to bear arms. It says so in the Bible. That's the Constitution, Senator Inhofe, not the Bible, silly. By the way, do you like my shoes? Gentlemen, please, escort Mr. Gates and his son out of the chamber. Thank you. Now, where was I? Oh, for the love of, what now? Come on, guys. This isn't funny. I know you're in there. Damn it. Who told Senator Romney about this meeting? I did. Every man has a natural right to do what he pleases. Damn it, Rand. I'm going to make you caucus with the Democrats if you don't stop telling Romney about our meetings. Tell him Joseph Smith buried gold tablets beneath the Lincoln Memorial or something. My precious gold tablets I will take. No, Senator Cruz, they're not real tablets. Good Lord. No, but these gold sparkles in my shoes are the real deal. This meeting is adjourned. And we didn't want the Republicans to have all the fun, so in part two of this episode, we took aim at the Dems. And personally, I think Max does a pretty admirable Bernie, so we kicked it off with that. We snuck in Lindsey Graham for good measure, Biden, Harris, Schumer, they're all in there. And of course, we snuck in our favorite idiot as well, as you'll hear. My personal favorite that we haven't revisited since <laughs> was Cory Booker. Here you go. Our embedded undercover agent remained in the halls of Congress after surreptitiously recording a secret Republican Senate meeting last week. Undetected, she moved through an underground tunnel to gain access to Senate Democrats. The audio you're about to hear is from a covert meeting to discuss President Biden's infrastructure plan. Unfuckers, you know the deal with these. I can't control them. This extremely sensitive audio is exclusive to unfucking the Republic. Yeah, because no one else would ever run this. All right, here we go. Would someone mind telling me where Chuck is? We were supposed to begin an hour ago. But then they switched from the swing line to the Boston stapler, but I kept my swing line stapler because it didn't bind up as much, and, and I kept the staples for the swing line stapler. Senator Kane, you can keep your damn stapler. Where is Chuck? No more questions at this time. I'll cover it at my next press conference. Sorry I'm late. What did I miss? We were talking about my resolution to rename the George Washington Bridge to the Rosario Dawson Bridge. Ugh, no we weren't, Senator Booker. I think it's a fabulous idea. Senator Graham, get out of here. Touchy, touchy. We need to discuss President Biden's infrastructure plan. President Joe, what are you doing here? 
just got off the 905 with my fellow strap hangers, who's telling them that old yarn about Corn Pop, the gangbanger. Come on, man! Mr. President, you shouldn't be here. Kamala's here? There you are. He's a wily one, that you Biden. Come on, Joe, soup's on. Great! Is Strom coming to lunch? You bet. And Ted Kennedy, too. Hot damn! Come on, man! Can we please... Chuck, where are you going? It's my seven-past-the-hour press conference. Have Senator Feinstein cover for me. It's good to have you back, you horror-hungry humans. Uh, <laughs> get a load of that lady. Dude, is she even alive? <laughs> Nesterphilia. <laughs> uh, gross. Mr. Gates, get out of here. This is a Democrats-only meeting. Uh, then what are you doing here, Grandpa? You're not even a Democrat. Believe me, and let me be absolutely clear about this. Sometimes I have no idea. Is there anyone here that can talk about this goddamn infrastructure bill? Black and white and brown and Asian and short and tall and gay and straight. Hey, he got to name a bridge after his daddy. Why can't I name one after Rosario Dawson, the actor and national treasure whom I happen to be engaged to if y'all didn't know? That's infrastructure. Ugh. First off, Governor Cuomo doesn't belong here. Second, Senator Booker. Renaming a bridge isn't the same as fixing one. Third. Somebody closed Diane's crypt. It's starting to smell in here. This bullshit is adjourned. Our free Julian Assange episode probably got out to the fastest start since culture canceled. People really took this one in and was probably responsible for most of our growth on social media. That's not saying a whole lot because we're not exactly killing it on social yet, but this is where the engagement started to kick in for the show. On this episode, we went into the Oval Office, where Vice President Harris was desperately trying to put President Biden to bed so she could get back to running the country. They're ready for the foreign affairs meeting in the Oval Office, Madam President. Who's they? Tony Blinken, Bob Menendez, Jen Psaki, and, um, Joe. Joe's still here, man. All for the love of... I'll be down. Madam President... Step aside. Madam President, good to see you. Thank you, Secretary Blinken. Why don't y'all have a seat? Hey, I know her. Joe, what are you doing up? It's half past seven for crying out loud. Well, I saw old Tony Blinken here and he... And he huh. Blinken. Winkin', blinkin' and nod. I remember that story. It reminds me of the one about old Corn Pop, the gangbanger. Damn it, Pisaki. Get me some warm milk and put on the Cartoon Channel for me, would you? Yes, ma'am. I love cartoons, especially the old Bugs Bunny ones. Of course, when they colorized them, they lost a bit of luster. I remember this one time I was... <sighs> Tony, where are we on Afghanistan? Handed the keys over to the Taliban yesterday. Okay. Jen, if the press asks you about this, I'll circle back on it. Great. What about Iran? Paid lip service to our allies, then continued President Trump's plan as is. Is that the one that BB wrote? You bet. Okay. Jen, if the press asks, I'll circle back on it. Moving right along. What's happening with Project Steal the Lithium under the guise of spreading democracy? Happy to report that Operation Fuck Bolivia is full steam ahead, ma'am. I once knew a girl named Olivia. It was in the fourth grade, and I remember this. Not now, Joe. Not now, sweetie. Come on, man. Let's wrap this up so I can get Joe to bed. Have we escalated things in Russia? Still some details to iron out with Vladimir, but I can get Hillary on the line if you'd like. Not necessary. 
Putin knows what to do. Just keep feeding some bullshit to MSNBC and it'll take care of itself. Am I forgetting anything? Yes, Cuba. Bob, I'm so sorry, sugar. Of course. How's our Cuba policy coming along? Yes, great. I told everyone that we would reassess the situation as soon as they clear up their human rights violations. And as long as I pronounce it Cuba, nobody questions me. Good. Tony, keep your damn hands off Guantanamo. Keep the guns flowing to the Saudis. Let's see if we can find ourselves a new fight. Somewhere exotic. Mama's going to need a distraction soon. Now, if there's nothing else, I'm going to get Joe off to bed. Oh, and Jen, if anyone asks about the border, I'll circle back. That's my girl. And we got the Epstein crew together on a conference call for this episode. Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, and Bill Gates having a three-way phone call about Epstein before someone interrupted them. I love this one a lot. I get to use this demon voice sound effect I used years ago for something else. And now it's our standard demon voice sound effect for a particular recurring character. So let's check it out. And by the way, yes, Max knows his Trump is pretty awful. Hello? Bill? It's Bill. Hey, how'd you get this number? This is my burner phone. How did I get this? I'm Bill Gates. How do you think I got this number? (laughs) Okay. How's it hanging? Not great. That's why I'm calling. Oh, yeah. Hey, I heard about the divorce thing. Congratulations. (laughs) I'm so jealous. Yeah, well, we have bigger issues. Melinda is on to the Epstein thing. Hey, you know I can't talk about that now. I have no idea where Hillary is. She's 400 yards away from you. We're fine. Hey, how did you- She's vaccinated. I know her location. Hey, I'm vaccinated too. Can you tell what I'm doing right now? Of course not. Okay, actually I can. And please put it away. <laughs> it's my mid-afternoon pud tug. Oh, hang on, I'm getting another call. Hello, Bill. It's Donald. We have a huge problem on our hands. The Epstein thing, it's back. Oh yeah, it's strange timing. I'm on with other Bill right now. Hey, wait, how'd you get this number? Rudy gave it to me. Fucking Rudy. Hang on, I'll conference you in with Bill. Hey, Bill, are you there? I have Donald on the line. I know. Listen closely. Hillary is on the move. She's only 50 feet away and closing fast. Who's on the phone? Uh, it's just Al Gore, baby. Just catching up on old times. Bullshit. You hate him. Give me the phone. Fuck. Sorry, guys. Who is this? Hillary, it's me, Donald. And my fantastic friend, a really, really smart guy. He doesn't have my brain. I have such a great brain. But he's a really smart, really intelligent- Shut up, you idiot. I know it's Gates. I can smell him. Through the phone? Man, I thought my vaccine chips were creepy. Listen to me, you turds. Because none of you can keep your dicks in your pants, I'm going to have to kill again. This is the last time. One more slip up, and I'm coming for all of you. Oh, and Bill, lunch is ready. Hey, great. I'm hungry. (laughs) What are we having? Eye of Newt. Oh, not one of your potions again. No. Literally, I have Newt Gingrich. I took his eye. And we're going to eat it. And when the lunatic fringe of the GOP decided to shut down their extremely insensitive white supremacist America First Caucus and find a new name, we circled back to imagine what this conversation sounded like. It's here where we introduced Marjorie Taylor Greene, And probably our second favorite recurring character, Lauren Boebert, who never actually speaks. 
Hi, Alexandria. It's Marjorie. Come out and play, you fucking libtard. What you doing, giving abortions to socialists in there? God, I love being in Congress. Just doing the work on behalf of my constituents and the Lord Jesus Christ. Nancy, it's me, MTG. Watch out, we're coming to storm the Capitol again. <laughs> oh, God, I love this job. Hey, team, sorry I'm late. Just making my rounds. Hey, how you doing, Matty G? Uh, <laughs> Lauren won't show me her boobs. Oh, Lauren, you know Maddie needs some titty if he's going to concentrate at the meeting. Well, that's the spirit, Bobert. Why, Louie Gomert, my best fucking friend, has it hanging. Hey, y'all. Good to see you, Marjorie. Hi, Lauren. Hey, Matt. Uh, I thought there'd be more chicks here. Oh, I almost forgot. I brought representatives Omar and Jayapal just for you, Gatesy boy. Bound and gagged, of course. Uh, you said gagged. Are they over 18? Only one I couldn't catch was that AOC, but I'll get her yet. Let's call this meeting to order. On the agenda today is to find a new name for our America First Caucus that hides our blatant racism but still gets our point across. Hmm, how about the Fourth Reich? Uh, <laughs> what's a Reich? Too obvious. I was thinking more like the Blue Crux Plan. Blue for police, Crux for crucifix, and Plan for the final solution. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. Hey, can I take their gags off? <laughs> Focus, Matt. Hmm, it seems a little complicated, Louie. Oh, what's that, Lauren? Lauren brought a list. Hang on. Well, here's what Bobert has down. Really? Oh, my gosh. Well, apparently, these are from Air Donald himself. Let's see. We've got W.O.C., Whites Only Caucus. Too obvious. The Proud Boys and Girls. Too derivative. Make America Great Again and Again and Again. Too long. All right. Well, the last one is Cans. Uh, <laughs> cans. <laughs> I like cans. Are they young cans? Uh, <laughs> sounds promising. What's it stand for? Let's see. Confederate Aryan Nazi Sympathizers. Uh, <laughs> even I know that's a bit much. And I'm a pedophile. Now, because we knew the Fuck Milton Friedman episode was going to be our magnum opus of the first year, we didn't want to interrupt the flow for too long. But then again, we didn't want to lose people. So we did a non-sketch sketch where we tried to explain to Matt Gates why he wasn't going to appear in this week's episode. Uh, hello? <laughs> Isn't this where we do our thing? Sit down, Mr. Gates. Uh, <laughs> who are you? The man said sit down. <laughs> this is weird. Mr. Gates, my name is Max. I'm the host of this program. And this is my engineer, Manny. We're breaking the fourth wall today because, well, I'm not sure how else to say this. There's no skit in this episode. Uh, whoa, wait, uh, where's Marjorie? Matt, no one's here. It's not happening today, dummy. Uh, why? Because this is a serious fucking episode, okay? We're examining the history of Milton Friedman and his impact on the study of economics. We don't have time for your bullshit. Uh, 
You mean how Friedman's study of monetarism upended the prevailing wisdom of fiscal policies and government intervention into markets? Oh, shit. What? No, it... Well, yeah, something like that. (laughs) Cool. Make sure you contextualize the rise of monetary policy in the framework of Depression-era macroeconomics that stemmed from Keynes' general theory and how it began to fall apart during the stagflation crisis of the 1970s. <laughs> 70s. <laughs> uh, disco Bush. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, unfuckers, you're most likely caught up on the last couple of episodes, so this is the last sketch we'll do for today. It's from our Fuck Rupert Murdoch, How We Let an Aussie Destroy the U.S. episode. In it, we feature a rather bored Rupert Murdoch who gets swept into a modern reverse fairy tale version of Pinocchio, where a real asshole boy becomes his favorite little puppet. Give me Roger Ailes on the phone. Roger's dead, sir. Cripey. All right, then send in my son, James. James quit the company and donated money to Biden, sir. Jesus Christ. Uh, Give me that son of a bitch who said there was a real right here. Sorry, sir, you, you, you kind of trailed off there. Tramp. Get me Tramp. Hello, Poopert. Can't talk long. I'm hosting dinner theater tonight at Mar-a-Lago. The 5 p.m. sitting and 7. Hamburgers for everyone. Gotta go. Shit. I'm so lonely. How I wish I had my own little friend who loved me for me. I can help with that, sir. Hannity Cricket. Where did you come from? Your imagination, Ruppetto. We all did. And we all love you, sir. Holy shit. Megan Kelly. What are you doing here? Hannity Cricket and I are here to grant your wish. Respect? Admiration? Something like a snow sled from my youth that represents the emptiness inside me that haunts me forever and prevents me from having true happiness? Mm, no, sir. We were kind of going in the Pinocchio fairy tale direction, not the Citizen Kane motif. Right. Little puppet made of pine, wake. The gift of life is thine. Fairy Megan? Hannity Cricket? What's going on? Well, Tucker, you were once a real boy, and now you're a real puppet. It's Pinocchio in reverse. You see... There are still those who believe that racism exists, inequality is bad, and climate change is real. It's up to you to convince them that these things aren't real, and that all of their problems are because we allowed black people to vote. You mean, if I convince them of these things, I can remain a real puppet? That seems hard. I know, Tucker, but Hannity Cricket and I believe in you. So does Ruppetto. You've got a hell of a head start, kid. You're already a real asshole. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that about does it, I think. Shout out to our friend Tom McGovern, who produces all of the original music for this show. He's responsible for the updated theme song, the quickies theme, the show notes theme. And I know he and Max have some fun parody stuff brewing on the horizon as well. So just wanted to thank him for his talents. And of course, our producer 99 deserves a ton of recognition as well. All of the artwork, the bookshop, social accounts, show notes, and honestly, so much more. She does the work of like 10 people. So be sure to email her some love or give her a shout out on social. And when it comes to the sketches, we love putting them together. We think they're hilarious. I love to get creative. Max loves to do the voices. Uh, Let us know what you think about anything and everything that we do. We do appreciate, as you know, the feedback. 
Another quick thing for the listeners of the show, uh, before Max took off, we went over a bunch of the proposed topics, and a lot of them are actually ideas submitted by unfuckers and subfuckers. Like really smart shit. So on behalf of Max and 99, I just want to thank you all for making our little show, like, a real thing. Seriously, we're blown away by the feedback and the love and the support you've shown for us since the beginning. You've also honored us by supporting the Unfucking Coffee Store and our partnership with Native Coffee Traders. I can't say for sure, but I really think it's one of the most unique ways to fund an independent podcast like this. So Unfuckers, you're helping chart new territory. If you want to learn more about it, check out the website at unftr.com. As always, I'm Manny Faces, producer, audio editor, and wise-ass of Unfucking the Republic. We'll be back next week with a full episode where we murica-splain Canadian politics with a little help from our friends up north. Until then, go unfuck yourselves and fuck Milton Friedman. Now, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know how much I hated this fucking guy until we started doing this, but definitely fuck that guy. <laughs> Here endeth the Manny Takeover. The show notes Calling out listeners one by one Show notes Bloopers and thank yous It's so much fun Hello, I'm back Because I actually haven't left yet As I mentioned, I really fucked this up last week And uh, even got a scolding message from 99 So I wanted to make this right before I head out 99 told me there's over 100 unfuckers over on the UNFTR Reddit, by the way, which is super cool. So say nice things about me over there because, you know, I really don't do the Reddit thing. So I'm trusting Team Unfucker to have my back. In terms of coffee donations, a few regulars that I want to thank and a couple of new people. Trikushin bought us three coffees. Is my badass Western Canadian unfucker friend. A couple weeks and we got the Canadian drop trick. So stay tuned for that. Steve C bought five coffees. Gave us some lovin' on the MMT episode. Tristan E. also bought five coffees. This is my Legends of the Fall friend out in Cali. We'll do their best to retire Diane Feinstein. Barbie? What's up, Barbie? Got three coffees. One for each of us. One for 99, one for old Max here, and one for Manny. Thank you, Barbie. The last one I'm going to read out because it was a very touching message. This is from uh, Ed F., who purchased 10 coffees for the team. He said, quote, I did not discover your show until after my lifelong dear friend and original true-blooded unfucker died this last January. I know he would have loved your show and probably could have written a few of your episodes. I'm sad that I cannot share this show with him now, but I want to thank you for keeping his unfucking spirit alive and well on your podcast. I feel I can still stay in touch with him through your show. Keep up the good fight and FMF. Ed, thanks for purchasing the coffee. So sorry for the loss of your friend. And uh, if this helps you keep connected, then uh, that means the world to us. Thank you. On Facebook, Darling Mickey. A new uh, girl named Mickey. I guess you could say she was a who. I'm going to stop right there. Mickey is sharing our shit all over the place on Facebook. Thanks, Darling Mickey. Bobby K is wearing his UNFTR shirt out in public. That's a brave on fucker right there. Susie Jones and I are starting our own country so that we can issue currency. Lonnie Parton and Kay Rink, they went all in on MMT. What's up, Kevin Rink? 
And uh, Bookstore Kim and CJ, what up, CJ? Gail Robb and my love Lara E. We're all chatting about MMT together as well. I appreciate you all. D. Levin, of course, has been sending us some solid love and info on Facebook and email. I appreciate you, D. Levin, as I hope you know. Taylor B. brought some fuckery in South Dakota to our attention. And I want to welcome back Zach B. from Mississippi, who thinks the space agency is actually pretty cool. Now, listen, we... We do have to talk about the billionaire space thing. It's a little, little fucking ridiculous. We're sending billionaires to space. But Zach is right. It's still kind of fucking cool that we go to space. I just think we have to get our poop in a group down here on, you know, our home planet first. Darren and Cindy offered some constructive info on CRT. I have a feeling with the number of uh, requests that we're getting that CRT will have to make it to the board in the very near future. Michael R. and Kitty Cat Katie are proudly sporting their UNFTR shirts all about town. And Michael offered two book suggestions that we'll get into our store soon. The first is Tom Hartman's book, The Hidden History of American Oligarchy. And the second is So You Think You Can Think, Tools for Having Intelligent Conversations and Getting Along. Michael R. has been really good to us. so uh, And he always has really thoughtful responses. So I will absolutely take him at his word and we'll get those up in bookshop as soon as we can. Over on Instagram, Angela Erickson, the Angela Erickson, and Hope Whitestone uh, dug into MMT a little bit, and they were keeping the flame alive over on Instagram for us. Thank you. On the Twitters, D. Milligan, Tripod McGee, who explained the origin of his name, by the way. He has a really, really big camera. Serial uh, on fuckers, P. Slippery, A. Fondre, and Misha B. And then Utah Cami, who said on fuckers are everywhere. Brian Elsif and the Midwest Monster, all connected with us over there. Great to hear from you guys. We had two great reviews. Ike, Brian, and Queen of Kitsch gave us five-star fucking reviews. Thank you. And a huge thank you to Simon, who left us a fantastic rating on Podchaser. It's so very important. That's more of an inside industry thing. Uh, so we appreciate that very much, Simon. Thank you. Uh, and over on email, we had a lot of back and forth with people uh, opening up their T-shirts uh, with their uh, letters from me and uh, some correspondence that we've had with people. So we're getting into a, a nice little rhythm here, catching some really good insight from unfuckers from all over the world, really, on email. Uh, B Barnes, who you know we love, said uh, she feels so satisfied with her shirt and getting stuff in the mail now. She's going to grab a smoke, roll over, and hibernate for a little bit. Uh, so happy sleep, B Barnes. Uh, Ray D from down south agreed to attend our stadium tour when it happens. God, I really hope someday that we can actually do this live. Wouldn't that be great on fuckers? I did promise all my good people in Outagami County that that's where we would start if we ever were big enough to take this on the road. Uh, but Ray D, love to see you down south. Now, P Slippery is crossing platforms. And P-Slip, we actually have a lot more in common than one might think. I'll hit you back on email about that, but uh, a little bit of your past and our past definitely crossed over for sure. Hey to Heidi H., the princess of the wrong Bel Air. Kit C. from Miss Kitties in Colorado wrote about indigenous women. And my boy Derek R. from Ohio checked in as he always does. What up, Derek? Uh, I have to say to uh, Kit C., the uh, stories and the big story about indigenous women, uh, the missing and murdered women of uh, North America is such a huge, huge topic and issue. I do know that the folks over at Newsbeat talk about this stuff a lot. I know John Kane, my buddy at uh, Let's Talk Native, talks about this a lot. Uh, we will probably this year, I would think within this calendar year, put something out about uh, missing and murdered indigenous women. It'll probably cross over with the residential school uh, catastrophe that people are finally uh, becoming aware of here uh, in the United States and in Canada. Uh, so we will have something else on indigenous culture for sure this calendar year. So thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate you keeping that top of mind. 
And as always, folks, you know who this is produced by because you heard from them throughout the entire episode. On behalf of me and Manny and 99, thank you in advance for this little uh, respite that we're going to take off this week. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Hope Whitestone dug into MMT and checked out. Hmm, what am I doing? He had a really solid concept and had already fleshed out a, a number. <sighs> nah.